Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. So it's bin night. You pull out the bag from your undersink bin, grab your recyclables, then traipse outside to drag your wheelie bins to the curb. But what happens from there? We're being told to recycle as much as possible. In fact, just this week, there was a report that Victorians may be looking at a complex six-bin recycling system in the future. But we also hear reports that a lot of the effort we put into recycling may be for nothing, as much of it ends up in landfill anyway, contaminated by our sloppy recycling habits. Today, we look at what happens to your rubbish from your door to the end of the line. To find out whether sorting your trash for the good of the environment is actually doing any good, how we can do it better and bust some of those recycling do and don't myths. Across the world every year, we throw out more than 1 billion tonnes of waste. Australia is particularly bad at rubbish. We're one of the highest waste producers, with about 41 million tonnes of waste annually sent to landfill. That's 1.9 tonnes of rubbish for every person living in this country every year. More than necessary goes to landfill, where it's buried under the earth to decompose. But not all of it. In the early 1980s, Sydney was the first city in Australia to get a specific recycling service. People were encouraged to separate their cans, paper, milk cartons and glass. It was then rolled out nationally in 1992. But there are issues. We sometimes don't sort our rubbish properly, putting things in that can't actually be recycled, contaminating the process and making it difficult to sort. In January last year, China, who used to buy Australian recycling waste to process and convert into new reusable raw materials, stopped accepting 24 categories of solid waste from Australia because of contamination, disrupting the export of more than 600,000 tonnes of material each year. We don't have the infrastructure to process the waste here ourselves, and starting a business that does is tough because of competition from cheap, non-recycled products. For example, there's been suggestions that governments could use the tonnes and tonnes of glass sitting waiting to be processed as road base for major projects, but the suggestion has been passed over for cheaper, newly mined sand. Now, we're hearing that our recycled waste is being stockpiled across the country, and there's only so long we can do that for before it also ends up in landfill. So what is happening with our recycling now? Garth Lamb is the former editor of Inside Waste magazine, was a consultant heading up Australia's leading team of strategic waste advisors working with all levels of government, and is now working for Regroup, an Australian company that specialises in building and operating infrastructure to recover resources from waste. Garth, we hear that our recycling's being stockpiled now that China isn't taking it. Should we still be making the effort to separate everything for the yellow bin? Look, absolutely we should, and, and I should say that most of it is still going places. You know, there, there is definitely a few material types that have issues, but really I'd say you know, now more than ever, we need to be doing better with our recycling, not worse. I mean, there is no way 
It's not like if you don't put it in your recycling bin, it just magically disappears. We have to deal with all this stuff somehow and doing it properly, separating it properly into the recycling bin is, is the best thing we can do. So a lot of that stuff that we chuck, especially in our red bin, we know ends up in landfill. Now, as far as I'm aware of, it just gets buried and then another lot goes in on top of it. Is that how landfill works? And how do some countries end up reducing their landfill almost to nothing? Yeah, look, that's fundamentally how landfills work. Although, you know, a best practice landfill design, you would have a a lining system at the bottom so that you're trying to reduce the, the garbage juice or the leachate from dribbling out into the groundwater. You've probably got some gas collection wells so that as the organic matter rots, you're trying to pick up that odorous methane. But yeah, fundamentally, it's a big hole in the ground where you're putting waste in and it slowly breaks down. If you look at the countries that have really, really low landfill rates, they are primarily relying on, on energy from waste as an alternative to landfill. It's really common in, in the colder countries. It's common in the Nordic countries, for example, because when you're burning that waste, you can create energy, electricity, but you also create heat and steam. So it works better on a commercial sense in a cold country where you can sell that heat to a district heating system. That's part of the reason that we haven't seen as much of it in Australia, because we've got relatively cheap coal. Our power prices aren't worth as much here as they are internationally, and we don't have as much of a natural demand for heat. That said, we're seeing that change, and we're seeing a few projects that are starting to move ahead in Australia. And I think over the next few years, we'll probably see that as a significant change. But again, this is, it's an alternative to landfill. It's not an alternative to recycling. You know, we absolutely don't want to be putting recyclable items into energy for waste. It's just the stuff that would otherwise be going to landfill that probably is better to be recovered from the energy. Now, something I discovered while watching uh, a talk that you gave is that it's not just the recycling and the green bin waste that is going off to be repurposed, but there are facilities here in Australia who take your red bin waste, similar to the way you've just been talking about these Nordic countries who use it for power and other other purposes, but there are companies here in Australia that do recycle the red bin waste. Why are we not doing more of that? Look, it's an interesting time to ask that question. So some of those companies in New South Wales, the New South Wales government has changed the regulations around how they can operate, which has really created a, an issue for those groups. So they were set up to try and get some of that organic material that was in the red bin waste and to try and get that back into our soils, which we all know are nutrient depleted and trying to make sure we can still grow healthy, nutritious food. There have been some risks raised about the quality of some of the compost that comes from that mixed waste source. And in New South Wales, they've taken a very precautionary approach and said, you know what, it's something that we don't want to do anymore. So it's a bit of a strange time. It's in flux. It has been working really well for several decades, but it's an area that I'm really sorry to say we're not actually going forward on. We're not in the moment talking about expanding more of. We're actually going backwards on that front, which is uh, which is really disappointing to the people involved. You mentioned earlier that our recycling is still going places. If we're not exporting it, en masse like we were, and there's something like 600,000 tonne a year or something that we used to send over to China. Where is it going now? Is it still being recycled? Do we, because we don't have the same kind of facilities or the amount of facilities here in Australia like they do overseas to deal with all of that. So where is it going? Yeah, look, the numbers are a bit mind boggling. So I know that that 600,000 or a million tonnes is a, is a big number, but in the context, we're talking about 60 million tonnes a year generated in Australia, which is just you know, terrifying figure. Now, more than half of that is being recycled. 
So we're talking about the vast bulk of recycling and organics and, and all these other things that we recycle. Most of that has been recycled in Australia and is continuing to be recycled in Australia. There's been a bit of a perception that Australian recyclers were exporting materials so that it could be disposed more cheaply in Asia, but it's absolutely not why it's been happening. It's not what's going on. The challenge here or the reason has been that China is the world's biggest manufacturer. So it's had the world's biggest demand for raw materials, and that meant it was the biggest buyer of recycled materials. When it decided not to buy recycled materials anymore, it set the whole world's recycling into a bit of a tailspin. You know, there is a global circular economy. Until we start making stuff here in Australia, our choices are either to just give up and throw it into a landfill or to send it back to the places where it's made. I'm going to ask you about some solutions in a second, but before we do, we often ask ourselves some very basic recycling questions. So I'm hoping you can bust some myths for us. For starters, what are we all putting in the yellow recycling bin that we should not be putting in the yellow recycling bin? Yeah, look, overall, we're talking about 10 to 20% of what's in the yellow bin not being recyclable. Some of the common problems we see is bagged material. Even if it is recyclable material, if it's inside a bag, you can't really tell and it's not very safe to open that bag at the recycling facility. So that's one of the common issues. You know, some plastics are more recyclable than other plastics. If we could simplify packaging, that would make life a hell of a lot easier for the recyclers and a lot, lot easier for people at the household level to know what is and isn't going to go in the bin properly. If I break a glass, do I put that in recycling? It depends. There is an oversupply of glass in Australia. We don't make as many new glass bottles as what we recycle at the moment. So we can't send it all back into bottle-to-bottle glass, which means that there's a, a lot of focus on converting some of that surplus glass into sand. And if you're converting it into sand and you're smashing it down into that, then yes, a broken glass would be fine. It is a bit more um, complex if you're trying to go into the bottle-to-bottle market. Do you have to clean everything before you put it in recycling? Yes, it certainly makes life easier. There are humans who work at these facilities and I can tell you it's not that nice when things are coming through and they've got half a bottle of pizza sauce in there. If we want to keep this material at its highest and best value, then yes, we need to be a bit careful with it. So we want everything to be clean and dry. We don't want to have excess food inside all those containers. Do we actually have to remove the lids if it's empty? Yeah. So the reason we ask people to remove the lids is twofold. One is because it's a different type of material. The other thing is that it's a way to make sure that that the containers are empty. Let's look at some solutions now. The Victorian government is looking at introducing this six-bin system, which will break down the recycling even further than what we do now. Do you think that's a viable option? I don't think it's a good idea. I understand, you know, there's there's been some really serious problems in the Victorian recycling market. You know, the, the whole world's had some challenges, but Victoria's been fairly spectacular, which comes down to one operator that has uh, since collapsed. I do think three bins is best practice in Australia, and absolutely we've got to stop the barbaric practice of just sending that to landfill. We've got to do something with it. We've tried to make it as simple as we can for households, and we're still talking about 10 or 20% of what's in the one bin being the wrong material. So the idea that we could introduce six bins and all of them would work perfectly and not have cross-contamination, I think is is fairyland stuff. So we do need to keep recycling. While it might not be going to China right now to be processed, there are still people working to make sure it's put back into use. And let's be honest, the alternative isn't great. 
because we'll just be putting all those resources back in a hole and burying them forever. So get sorting. Ellie Beatty is the executive producer of The Quickie. Audio production by Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash the quickie. And if there's a story you'd like us to look a little closer at, send us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au.